Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Oh, hello. Welcome to Better Than Yesterday. I'm Osher Ginsberg, and uh, thanks for downloading the show. This is a podcast that, since 2013, hopes to help you make today a little bit better than yesterday. That's it. Something you hear on this show and every show will help you make today better than yesterday. There's a guarantee. You've been here since 2013. We're here three times a week, uh, except for the summer break that we're on right now. Um, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Mondays, I'm here with a guest. Wednesdays, I'm here with a guest. Fridays, I'm here with you. That's it. You can always find me, send us your email at gmail.com. I'm Osher, I'm a TV host, I'm an author, I'm a dad, I'm a stepdad, I'm an uh, Airbnb, uh, currently an Airbnb renter, hence why I'm on my phone um, in the backyard of an Airbnb in between gaps of when the pool filter makes a water feature open and it gets too noisy out here. But um, I did bring a microphone with me on holidays for the specific purpose of recording this episode today, because I didn't want to leave you without one. And like a genius, I left it in a bag in the room where Wolfie is now preciously asleep because babies don't give a fuck about daylight saving. So apologies for the somewhat crap sound quality, but here we are. So uh, happy new year, I think. Is it happy new year by now? I believe it's happy new year by now. It's, um, what is it? Is it, hang on, let me make my calendar work. What's today? I don't know. It's a happy new year tomorrow. Today's the last day of 2021. (laughs) Today's the last day of 2021. And as has been the tradition for the past few years, I started it three years ago, well, two years ago now, with 20 ideas for 2022, uh, 20 ideas for 2020. And then we started with 21 ideas for 2021 and we're going to keep us going guys so here i'm grateful to bring you 22 ideas for 2022 now in the spirit of just trying to not let perfect be the enemy of good i'm not going to try and dictate like i know how the world runs i'm just going to ask some questions so i guess it's more 22 questions for 2022 so number one What kind of country would we have if 
politicians got paid their wages like employees at a startup. All right. So if you're in a startup company, often they'll make you work for something, or often you you are involved with something called sweat equity. So if you're good at coding or you're good at making something or whatever, they go great. Um, if you can, we'll give you enough money to get by, to pay the rent, eat some food, and the actual money we would have paid you, we're going to give you in shares. And that means that if the company's super successful and we turn into, I don't know, Apple or Tesla or uh, Afterpay, um, those shares become worth a lot of money and your work, your hard work, your sweat equity will pay off. So those shares are often vetted over time. So say you're getting half of your wages in shares, you'll get 5% at one year, 10% at three years, 20% at five years because they want to keep you employed and keep your skill set within that startup so your competitors don't have access to your skills. So if politicians got paid their wage the same way that employees get paid at a startup, so enough shares to get by, enough money to get by, and then shares vetted over 10 years or so to ensure that the, the shares are shaped, though, for politicians, the shares would be invested in the financial upside of whatever project or policy they are putting out. So, for example, if you're a coalition MP in Australia and you're pushing a policy for, say, um, I don't know, a gas pipeline, uh, your pension, your pay, your ability to feed and clothe and house yourself in 20 years from now is tied up to that project still being profitable in 20 years. And what's that? You think an opposition party might show up and shut that pipeline down or you know, find something else to do, then you'd better find a project that both of you agree on, a project that's backed by economic science, by climate science, and one that is ensured to be profitable in the long term. So you can afford to eat when you're retired. That's just one. What would our country look like at that? So number two, uh, what if using a, a secure platform, say, for example, something linked to a blockchain that everyone has access to, all politicians, once you get elected, every time you meet with a lobbyist, you have to live stream that meeting with a lobbyist. So every single meeting with a lobbyist happens over a video call that is live streamed. So every time your phone rings, a ping goes out, that automatically publishes, publishes to social media going, oh, by the way, the federal member for such and such a seat is talking right now to blah, blah from the Minerals Council and you get to watch. <laughs> Nothing to hide, man. Transparency, transparency, transparency is a beautiful thing. Um, speaking of transparency, number three, what if, what would it be like in our country if all political donations are to be made in a purpose-built cryptocurrency and every single outgoing expenditure of every single political party from wages to flights to toilet paper to billboards to ads to Facebook ads to YouTube ads, whatever, every single expenditure has to be made by law using that cryptocurrency and that those crypto ledgers are mandated to be publicly available. And any anomalies, anything that looks a bit weird, some algorithm automatically, again, pings out something on Twitter or Facebook or whatever going, this is a bit odd. This doesn't balance up. We're just going to put this out. Hmm, that'd be interesting. Okay, number four. I'm 
heavy on the politics early. <laughs> what if we applied, just a question, what if we applied the same uh, expectations of professionalism to our leadership class as we do to our own employment? So, for example, if you lie publicly or you pretend that whatever just went wrong is someone else's fault or, I don't know, you blame the last guy who was in your job for a mistake that you made, if that was me or you, would we be surprised if we got fired when we told our parents and family at, you know, a family gathering, why'd you lose a job? You go, well, this happened. They go, oh, yeah, fair enough. Like, for example, if I turned up drunk to work, it'd be, welcome to the masked singer, I'm Dan McPherson. <laughs> That'd be fucking it. But no, apparently you get to keep your job. Um, so yeah, just, you know, for that. Um, okay, so this one's more about, <clears throat> just a question about number six. What if we had business models for utilities that encourage efficiency and conservation of resources? I've talked about water before, but what about electricity? For example, you sign up to a plan and say, for example, you sign up for 10,000 kilowatt hours per year, all right? The cost of transmission of those kilowatts from the power supply, whether it be solar or gas or coal or whatever, is around seven, eight cents a kilowatt hour. So 1,000 kilowatt hours, 10,000 kilowatt hours a year worked out to be 58 bucks a month. But after that, it costs you $20 a kilowatt hour, which is close to the actual price of the power on the energy market during a peak day in a capital city when it's 38 degrees at 5 p.m. and everyone's got their air conditioners and their ovens on all at the same time. So if you save your energy, you're smart about how you use your power, then you'll have plenty in the tank by those big summer days. Hmm. Number nine, speaking of utilities, what if we reclassified fibre to the premises, fibre to the curb, whatever you want to call it, what if we reclassified that as an essential utility? Change the building codes. You wouldn't be able to sell a house if it didn't have an electrical connection or a water connection or a sewage connection, all right? Why would reliable internet be any different? The last two years have taught us two things. For not every job, but a lot of jobs, a large amount of the workforce in our country, they don't always need to be in the same office as their co-workers at the same time all the time. And those extra hours or days spent not commuting make quality of life and family connections and overall, you know, output, to be honest, the research has shown it to be true, <clears throat> overall output of that employee better. The other thing we've learned in the last two years is that it would be even better if uh, Sharon's internet didn't go to shit the moment she started to share her presentation and then we all had to sit around waiting, watching some sort of glitchy video like it was 1996 and a dial. Alright, this one's pretty radical. But you guys know where I'm coming from so I'm just going to say it out loud. Number 10. What if there was a moratorium on all freeway construction? No more bypasses. No more extra lanes. No more fancy tunnels. From now on, if we need to get more people from here to there, we find a less carbon-emitting way to do it. I don't care what you do. High-speed rail, underground railroad, dedicated cycling infrastructure, point-to-point -point drones, I don't care. Make infrastructure investments that turn 
not driving into the cheapest, easiest, fastest, safest, and most convenient option. So driving is the hassle if you're making a choice. Driving's the hard one. Everything else, train, plane, whatever, drone, plane, whatever, becomes easier. Okay, number 11. Um, we've talked about this before, but I've kind of had a bit more of a think about it. What if, like, television shows or films or video games, what if phones were sold with an age-restricted content filter? So rather than leave it up to parents, and let's face it, let's face it most of us who cannot outthink the awesome supercomputers that are running the AI, which gives us a never-ending feed on our media of choice of just eight-second videos that we can't look away from. Um, what if when the phone is activated, your number is locked to your birthday, and as a result, the phone will only allow uh, researched and scientifically approved amounts of screen time and content. And when that's up, I guess what? Your phone just becomes a telephone and a camera. Hmm. Okay. Speaking of phones, number 12, ban all mobile phone gambling apps. I said it. I said it out loud. I'm sick and fucking tired of every second out on TV telling me I'm a piece of shit, un-Australian, worthless sack of meat that dares call himself a man if I don't have a, a three-leg multi that includes uh, late-night harness racing, the second try scored in the second half of the second football game of the day and the outcome of a badminton match in Singapore. Goodness sake. Not good. <laughs> uh, 13. Uh, we've talked about this. What if? What if Australia became a republic? What if we had an Australian head of state? What if our new national holiday was Independence Day and January 26th goes back to being a fucking Tuesday or whatever? Whatever it was before 1994 when suddenly we decided that we should all do it at the same time. It only goes back to 1994. We could even rewrite the constitution to include, I don't know, uh, an acknowledgement that uh, sovereignty of this land was never ceded by the First Nations people and we could enshrine into that document a structure of equality between citizens that has been sorely lacking in recent times. Okay, 14. Boy, I'm on a roll now. 14. Um, what, if, what if all churches paid tax? You want to weigh in on political debate? You want to, you know, cite that some book <laughs> from a couple of hundred years ago that other people may not accept as the truth is the reason that you are putting a certain policy in place? Um, you want to pay for political advertising? You want to donate to political parties? Sure, you can do that. But you're going to get to come on the playing field with the rest of us and pay tax, just like the rest of us. Yeah. And the words of the great Frank Zappa, tax the churches, tax the businesses owned by the churches. <laughs> uh, 15. So we're doing 22 today. So 15, 15. Okay. Um, how about from the age of 12, uh, everyone, every year, gets 10 sessions with a psychologist for free. Um, it could be delivered as a part of a school term using independent psychs that never, ever communicate with the school or the kids' parents unless something absolutely has to happen. No need to get a mental health plan from your GP. The, honestly, the cost of early intervention 
and proper treatment and teaching of skills like cognitive behavioural therapy, uh, emotional regulation or, you know, emotional processing, emotional intelligence, these kind of skills, teaching them to kids early, certainly in those trans- transition years from 12 on, would save our public health system so much money in the long term. Um, 16. Okay. Uh, okay. All publications. What if we had all publications, like internet and print, what if, if they cite an anonymous source or an insider, they have to put um, a million dollars in a trust fund, like, you know, untouchable by anybody, and that trust fund is automatically set to pay the subject of their story before they publish, um, and that money is to be used as collateral if in, just in case their story is uh, 1,000% homewrecking bullshit. You publish something false, um, that money goes away and goes to the person that you're writing about. Hmm, that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Okay, number 17. What if in our country we had free, high-quality drug and alcohol rehab for anybody that wants it, all right? The cost of this treatment, it's not free. It's not, you know, like, sorry, it's not cheap. The good quality alcohol and drug rehab is not cheap. But the cost of that treatment is, is dwarfed by the social and economic burden on our society of addiction, gambling addiction, alcohol addiction, drug addiction, and everything that goes with it, financial ruin, family violence, lost productivity, whatever you want to call it. Um, Rounding the corner here, number 18. Oh, this one's pretty easy. Uh, Free condoms, free tampons, free rapid antigen tests. Give them out wherever you want them. Take them, use them, learn how to use them. Do it properly, get it done. Uh, Number 19. I've been thinking about this a long time. And, you know, if you've been with me for a while, you may go, come on, gee, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, here we go. Ryan Reynolds, by law, Ryan Reynolds is required to go and digitally reinsert himself into every classic film. So he just has to do it on a green screen, which he's good at. We've all seen that, that, you know, movie where he plays the video game character. He can do green screen stuff very well. So, Scarface with Ryan Reynolds as Tony Montana or Back to the Future and we, Ryan Reynolds plays Marty McFly or Aliens and Ryan Reynolds is Ripley. Um, yeah, I think that would make the world, uh, yeah, I wonder, I think the world would be a better place if we had that happening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Uh, number twenty. 
Number 20, oh, what if local TV production, uh, you may not realise, but local TV production have quotas. So if you have a broadcasting licence in Australia, you have a quota of how much of your content that you broadcast every year of the thousands of hours that you put out, a certain amount of those hours have to be Australian productions. Um, they're currently at 55%. What if we lifted those local TV production quotas to 70% and we made half of that was required to be drama? Now, I make my bread and butter doing reality television and I'm a terrible actor, so I know I'm asking a question about what would life be like if there was fuck tons more of film and television that I couldn't get involved in, and that's fine, but I'll tell you why. Um, not only does this have to apply across everywhere you can watch stuff, so not just uh, traditional free-to-air TV broadcasters that have a tower somewhere in your city and broadcast on a TV that you've had to you know, figure out how to tune, but I'm talking every single place that you can watch, every subscriber service, no matter what size screen, if you've got a, you know, subscription service or, you know, wherever you stream your shows, if you're streaming a show in Australia, you have to put local content up. Um, even the big American ones, right? And those quotas need to match the annual hourly quotas that free-to-air broadcasters do. Now, why is it so important to have drama broadcast in Australia? Well, I really believe, I truly believe, having seen what a quality drama does in non-English speaking countries, for example, in the Netherlands, there's only, I don't know, five or six million people in the Netherlands, but, you know, sure, they could dub CSI or dub Game of Thrones into Dutch, but they're not telling Dutch stories and life in Holland is very different. So they make their own stories and they're fucking good, all right? Uh, where else have I spent a lot of time? I spent a lot of time in Israel, all right? And seeing your culture, seeing your own country, seeing the way you live your life reflected on television is extraordinarily important. And it does a huge amount to strengthen the community and strengthen the sense of collective identity. And if we do that by telling more Australian stories with Australian voices that reflect our society and how we live our lives in a uniquely Australian way, that will only make our experience of life with other Australians better. And look, let's be honest, we've been sending gigantic subsidies to fossil fuel and agricultural industries for generations. Yeah, we could throw some coin our way because at the end, what do you get? You get a stronger, more unified country and rad stuff to watch, <laughs> okay? Okay, we're almost there, guys. Uh, 21 is a super simple one. Actually reliable and actually secure online voting for elections. All right, I, I live in New South Wales. We had a local council election not long ago. I'm like, this is fucking great. I'll sign up. I've got a letter in the mail that says you can sign up and do some online voting. Off you pop. Gone in there. Website crashed. Oh, come on, guys. It makes sense. I mean, I, I love a sausage sizzle as, next, as much as the next guy, but come on. Make it easier for more people to vote. Democracy just only gets more powerful. And the final one, and I say this because I'm currently sitting in an Airbnb and I'm probably about 32 centimetres above the high tide mark on, you know, on a, on a tidal river somewhere in the world. I won't tell you where, but I'm pretty fucking close to where the water gets high, right? What about, what would it be like if you built the already present 
and growing effects of climate change into pricing of things like houses, for example. You know, like when you buy fast food or, you know, a snack from the survey, you probably shouldn't. It's got, you know, for example, in fast food, when you look up at the backlit menu on the LED screens, it says, oh, by the way, your average daily intake is eight something thousand kilojoules. And this particular, you know, combo meal is 7,900, you know, and that's one meal of your day. Um, and you're kind of making an informed choice of like, ah, okay. Um, for example, uh, every time you buy a, a new home, and unless you have the bank of mum and dad at your disposal, you are tying yourself into 30 years or more of paying not only a mortgage but home insurance. What if when you buy that new home, the price comes with a projection of how much it will continue, it will cost to insure your home against, for example, bushfires or flooding or sea level rise or storm damage and what the projection of the loss of the value of that property will be over the term of that 30-year mortgage. So before you sign up and go, yep, I've got the stable job, kids are growing up, off we go, hang on, what? In 15 years, this house that I've paid, let's say a million bucks for, is going to be worth 800,000 because it keeps flooding and the flooding is happening more and more and yet I'm still paying, I'm now literally underwater in my mortgage because I'm paying a mortgage on a million dollar house but it's 800 grand and I can't fucking sell it um, because it's worth less and less every year because the storms are getting worse. Um, information like that, I personally feel, would certainly help people make uh, more informed choices and better choices and would put pressure, upward pressure on government policy around um, not only home insurance but also uh, climate mitigation and, you know, protecting vulnerable communities from things like uh, bushfires and increasingly severe storms, heat waves, you name it. Um, because the sooner we get our fucking asses and really get working on this stuff, the better life we're all going to have and the better life our kids are going to have. And that's just the fucking end of it. Um, if I sound like I'm just lying around on the, on the back deck of an Airbnb somewhere, 30 centimetres above a tidal river on holidays with my family while the baby naps and I'm just ranting into my phone, that's because I am. But I love you and thank you for listening. How long was that? Oh, fuck, that was a long one. Jesus. Sorry for my rant but that's the end of the year. Have a fantastic 2022. It's a really interesting time to be alive. Um, and I know I talk about it a lot, but there was that time that I, you know, I'm going to drop a name. I did a gig once with his holiness, the 14th Dalai Lama, and he said, and I won't do his accent because I'll sound terribly racist, but he said, you Western people always fascinate me. You only think that New Year's Day, sorry, you think that only New Year's Day is the day that you can decide to live your life differently. Don't you all realise that you can do that every morning you wake up? So by all means, tomorrow, make your resolutions, get amongst it. But understand that every day you wake up, you have that. Shit, every hour you can make those choices. If you had a slip, crikey, okay, I'll try and do better next time. And you can do that. You can reinvent your day. You can reinvent your life. 
because that's something you can control. There's a lot of stuff that's not in control right now. And I don't know how the week's going to pay out, play out. I mean, goodness, I'm recording this two days ago. So even, crikey, by the time this comes out, who knows what's happened. But it's going to be an interesting year. I guess as long as we accept the things we cannot change and be brave enough and have the fortitude and the courage to change the things we can, control the controllables, accept the things that are out of your control, be kind to other people, eat a good meal, get eight hours sleep, help out a stranger. If you do that, then you've done it perfectly and we'll try it again tomorrow. Who the fuck knows what it's going to be like? But I'm glad you're here and I can't wait to do more wonderful things with you in 2022, which I'm really quite excited about. Um, there's a lot of things we've got planned for the show in 2022. There's some live stuff coming up. There's some live streams coming up. Um, and I'll tell you more about that shortly. Monday, we've got another uh, best of episode. And so have a really good one tonight. Take care of yourself tomorrow. And I'll see you on Monday. Until we speak next time, sleep well and dream of beautiful things. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.